0: if you want to turn, that be Acts chapter number 13. Is where we'll be this morning, continuing uh, there uh, this morning. We've been working our way through the book of Acts a little bit at a time, and after this Sunday, we'll actually be taking a break uh, from the book of Acts for a little bit. Uh, we'll be, of course, Brother Tim will be preaching next Sunday, and then after that, uh, we'll be starting a series uh, geared towards Easter uh, that will preach the remainder of March through Easter Sunday. So we'll be taking a little bit of a break from Acts, but Boy, I tell you what, I've enjoyed all that we have learned from the book of Acts to this point, and it's uh, so interesting, to me how when you just preach through the Word of God, the Word of God is always applicable. Boy, I'm telling you what, there is so much uh, that can be found. You know, whenever you read through the Word of God, uh, oftentimes we will find uh, uh, passages or parts of the Bible that we enjoy reading more than others, you know, and, and you enjoy this part, but this part here is a little difficult to read. But whenever you learn to just take in everything, you will find that there are blessings, there are challenges, there are truths throughout the entire Word of God. And boys, we've went through the book of Acts, verse by verse, we have found so much that applies to the church, and now, as we've come to chapter number 13, applying to the the, uh, truth about missions. What we're going to be looking at today, though, is Paul and Barnabas, as we saw last week, was commissioned by the church at Antioch. They were commissioned to go forth uh, as missionaries and begin to spread the gospel. Uh, uh, They were taking the gospel into the uttermost parts of the world, as God had commissioned them to, and they take off uh, spreading the gospel. Uh, But what we look at at the beginning of chapter number 13, we kind of saw their commission in the beginning of their journey. Uh, Now we kind of get a glimpse uh, into the life uh, of these men, a glimpse into the daily life of someone serving in ministry. And as we look at this, uh, we are going to see very clearly the ups and downs of ministry. Uh, We're going to see very clearly that there are some uh, things about ministry that can be Encouraging. There are some things about ministry that can be discouraging, uh, and we see a picture of how this works. Now, whenever I talk about this, you may think, well, Pastor John, why are you preaching this to us? Uh, you're the pastor. You should preach this to a group of pastors and missionaries, not to us. But I believe every person who is a Christian uh, ought to be involved in serving the Lord at some capacity. Uh, uh, some have different areas that they serve, and we'll see some of this as we go through this. But every person, ought to be involved in the service of the Lord. And if you are involved in the service of the Lord, there will be times of discouragement and there will be times of encouragement. We could take and break it all the way down to just simply the thing of reading your Bible and doing your daily devotions. There are some times when doing your daily devotions can be a time of rejoicing. There can be other times when doing your daily devotions can be a bit of a chore. There is always encouragements and discouragements in the ministry. So this morning, uh, we are going to be looking at this thought, the ups and downs of the ministry. There's no question that being in the service for the Lord brings with it a unique set of challenges. But also in the service of the Lord, there is unmatched rewards. And so we're going to look at this passage uh, this morning. The question I think that we should ask ourselves as we look at this passage is this. What category am I in? Am I encouraged or am I discouraged? And if we could take it further than that, as we will see, oftentimes people uh, are the source of encouragement and discouragement. And so we ask ourselves, where am I at in regards to my involvement? Am I a source of encouragement or a source of discouragement? Am I a help or a hindrance? Does my involvement advance? the cause of Christ. So we're going to read in Acts chapter number 13. We're going to actually read 13 uh, down through verse number 16. Then we're going to skip down to verse number 42, uh, down through verse number 52. Now the reason that we're reading that way is because verses 17 through 41 uh, is the first recorded sermon by the Apostle Paul. And whenever we return to the book of Acts in a few weeks, uh, we will be looking at that sermon and what it was that Paul preached. Uh, But this morning we just want to look at at the events surrounding that sermon. So we're going to read, uh, starting in verse number 13 of chapter 13, uh, down through verse number 16, and then we're going to drop to verse number 42 and finish the reading. And so it says in verse number 13, Now when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos, they came to Perga in Pamphylia, and John, departing from them, returned to Jerusalem. But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch in Pisidia and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. And after the reading of the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent unto them, saying, Ye men and brethren, if ye have any word of exhortation for the people, say on. Then Paul stood up and beckoning with his hand, said, Men of Israel, and ye that fear God, give audience. Now dropping down to verse number 42, the Bible says, And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Now when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who speaking to them persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you, but seeing ye put it from you and judge yourself unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord, and as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was published throughout all the region. But the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women and the chief men of the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coast. But they shook off the dust off of their feet against them and came unto Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. Let's go to the Lord. In a word of prayer, Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. I thank you, dear Lord, for the privilege that we have to be able to gather together in your house. I thank you, Lord, for each person uh, that is joined us to worship together this morning. Father, I pray uh, that Lord you will bless now as we look at your word and Lord as we take a glimpse into the life of Paul and Barnabas as they labored for you. uh, Father, I pray that Lord two things: that Lord one, uh, we will be encouraged in our own service to the Lord, and then two, uh, Father. Father, Lord, that we would examine ourselves to make sure, uh, Lord, that we are a source of encouragement to others that are serving the Lord. And Father, I pray that you will bless in this message. I pray, Lord, you'll be with the King's Kids service. Lord, I thank you that Brother Herman is able to be here. Lord, he's able to teach. And Lord, I pray you give him strength and help him as he is teaching the young people this morning. And Father, we'll thank you for it. Bless us now throughout this service. And Father, we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. I meant to mention uh, that just a moment ago. That praise the Lord, Brother Herman is here. Uh, Brother Terman is teaching King's kids this morning. Boy, I tell you what, what answer to prayer that the Lord is blessing. And Brother Herman is back where he belongs. And so, boy, praise the Lord for that. But do, if you think about him, uh, mention a prayer. Uh, He's uh, still uh, recovering and still weak. So mention a prayer that the Lord would just be with him this morning. As we look here in the book of Acts, chapter number thirteen, here in this passage of Scripture we see an illustration of Paul and Barnabas facing both uh, discouragement and encouragement as they minister to the Lord. And as we look at this passage, we see that both elements are equally dispersed throughout the passage. But as we look at it, we're going to look first uh, at the discouraging circumstances, and then secondly, we'll look at the rewarding experiences that come with serving the Lord. As we look at this passage, I see three potential discouragements uh, in the ministry. Now there are many things uh, that can discourage us while serving the Lord or in any area of life for that matter. Uh, but here in this passage, uh, Luke highlights the three most common discouragers that I believe we will incur uh, uh, encounter when we serve the Lord. The first discouragement that Paul faced uh, on this missionary journey is found in verse number 13. Uh, uh, here we see what I'm referring to as Dropouts. The first discouragement that Paul talks about is uh, dropouts. In verse number 13, it says Now, when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos, they came to Perga in Pamphylia, and John, departing from them, returned. Jerusalem. Now the John referred to in this passage is John Mark uh, who if you remember we met him uh, in chapter uh, back a couple chapters whenever they were praying uh, for Peter's release and of course they had met to pray uh, in uh, John Mark's mother's house and then we've seen how that whenever uh, Barnabas and Saul left to go back to Antioch of Syria uh, when they left to go that John Mark joined up with them he wanted to go, he wanted to be part uh, of what was going on and John went with them and then we see that whenever they left Antioch uh, and went to Cyprus that John went with them. If you remember, we read there in uh, verse 5 of chapter 13, it says, and they had John to their minister. So John went with them. And now John was a young man at this point. He was just uh, uh, probably a young adult. And John's purpose in this uh, was to serve or to be the minister uh, for Paul and Barnabas. In other words, uh, he took care of the physical duties. Uh, He probably carried their bags. Uh, uh, Perhaps he fixed their meals. Uh, He did all the physical things uh, in order that Paul and Barnabas uh, could be rested uh, and could spend as much time as necessary studying the Word of God so that they could more effectively spread uh, the Word of God. John uh, uh, was their helper. Uh, He ran errands. He he carried their bags. He enabled them uh, uh, to be devoted to the work of the ministry while he carried uh, as much of the physical load as he could. John Mark was to Barnabas and Paul what the deacons were to the apostles in Acts chapter Number six, when they appointed uh, seven men to take care of the physical aspects of the ministry uh, so that the men of God could devote their minds uh, and energy to the spiritual aspects of the ministry. John Mark was a blessing to Barnabas and Paul. Having this young man along, uh, he was a help, he was an encouragement. Uh, he equipped and enabled them to be more effective uh, in the work of the ministry. Now, he wasn't the one doing the preaching. Very likely he wasn't the one getting a lot of recognition. But John Mark was fulfilling an invaluable role in the furtherance of the gospel by carrying the physical load of Barnabas and Paul so that they could preach the gospel. But in verse 13 of chapter 13, he quit. Now verse 13 doesn't tell us why John Mark quit. It just tells us that he departed and returned to Jerusalem. Uh, But other passages of Scripture, when we look at them, we find that Paul deemed this an irresponsible thing uh, that John Mark had did. It was uh, without good reason. And so we can can gather from looking at how Paul refers to this incident later that John Mark uh, simply quit. Uh, He dropped out. He didn't no longer want to be part uh, of the mission team. Uh, If there is one thing that is discouraging in the ministry. It is dropouts. It is quitters. If you want something that will discourage the man of God and the people of God quicker than anything, it is dropouts. Those who used to serve, those who used to be dependable, those who used to volunteer, but now they've dropped out. They used to teach Sunday school. They used to drive the vans. They used to work in the kitchen, but now they've dropped out. Uh, boy, I'm telling you what, something that will discourage uh, the servants of the Lord uh, is those that drop. Out of the service of the Lord. I really don't know if there's anything that is more discouraging to a pastor, if we could speak personally here uh, for a few minutes, than someone who says to the pastor, I'm no longer interested in fulfilling that role. I'm no longer, I've got too many other things and I can no longer serve in that area. Dropouts are discouraging. Someone who was on fire whenever John Mark joined the team there in Jerusalem, he was on fire. He was excited. Uh, He wanted to be a part of this mission team. But now we see here in verse number 13 uh, uh, that he has decided uh, that his involvement uh, is too much uh, for him. And John Mark handed in the towel and went back to Jerusalem. You see, John Mark was a help to Barnabas and Paul. He enabled them to do more for Christ he lifted some of their loads so that they would not be mentally and physically exhausted. But here's the part that John Mark didn't think about, and it's the part that many volunteers don't think about. is When John Mark went back to Jerusalem, Barnabas and Saul continued doing what they were doing with him. John Mark got some rest. John Mark freed up his schedule. John Mark was able to pursue some other things that he was interested in. John Mark was able to do whatever it was that was drawing back to Jerusalem. But Barnabas and Paul continued carrying on the work of the Lord. And when John Mark found rest for himself, he added to the workload of Barnabas and Paul. Instead of him simply being able to go home and them go about their life, he made Made their job more difficult as he sought relief for himself whenever he quit he found relief for himself but he added to the workload of those that he was serving too often churches are full of people who want to see their church doing all kinds of things they want to see their church reaching the lost they want to see their church putting on the best VBS in the valley they want to see their church helping the community they want to see their church having the best livestock They want to see their church producing the best DVDs so that they can watch them later on. They want to see new faces in the congregation. They want to see people being baptized. They want to have Sunday schools that they can send their kids to. They want to have kids programs. They want to have nurseries. They want a church that has all of these things. But whenever the pastor says, will you volunteer to serve in one of these areas too often, they're not interested in putting their hand to the plow they just want it to happen without their involvement i'm hoping that tonight when we come to choir practice that we have a full choir loft i'm hoping because everybody wants us to start choir back up but only five volunteered you know if only five volunteer we're going to have a five member choir If you want your choir loft to be back up and running like it was before, then we need people who are willing to say, I'm willing to put up with the inconvenience, I'm willing to cut my nap short, I'm willing to show up early, I'm willing to practice, because the only way that the church will be everything that it can be is when the people of the church put their hand to the plow. Barnabas and Paul went on. Barnabas and Paul kept preaching. Barnabas and Paul kept winning people to the Lord, but the burden was heavier on Barnabas and Paul because John Mark dropped out and said, I've had enough of this. I need to find some rest. This doesn't fit my schedule anymore. Here in verse number 13, we see that Paul and Barnabas faced the discouragement of a dropout. But in verse 14, we see that they also faced the discouragement of difficulties Difficulties. In verse 14, the first part of the verse, it says, But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch and Pisidia. Now, let me just mention here that there are two Antiochs that we are talking about there is Antioch in Syria. Uh, this is the Antioch where the church was. This is the church that sent Barnabas and Paul out. That was Antioch in Syria. Now they are traveling from Perga to Antioch in Pisidia, which is a completely different town. So although they both have the name Antioch, they are completely different places. And we see here uh, that they had been at Cyprus. They came, left Cyprus. They came to Perga. Uh, there at Perga. They were there for a few days. And then they traveled from Perga to Antioch uh, in Pisidia. You say, well, now how does this uh, give us an uh, idea of difficulty? Well, the route from Perga to Pisidia Antioch was not an easy route. It was about a hundred miles of rugged, steep mountainous travel that they would have to do uh, in order to get from Perga to Antioch and Pisidia. As a matter of fact, many commentators and I don't believe there's any uh, confirmation or any proof of this, but many commentators believe that the reason John Mark quit and went home was because he did not want to travel this mountainous terrain from Perga uh, to Antioch and Pisidia because it was a very rugged uh, trail. It was very difficult travel and many people said that you know, this is probably why he quit. He didn't Want to do this. It was difficult to rain. It wasn't an easy stroll. It was a hundred miles of hard physical work in order to reach the next city. But Barnabas and Paul had been called of God to take the gospel to the regions beyond, and they were willing to face whatever difficulties they encountered. If you serve in the ministry in any capacity, whether it be singing in the choir, teaching in Sunday school, whether it be uh, actually preaching or as an evangelist or a missionary. If you serve the Lord, you can expect to encounter difficulties. There are some difficulties that you can expect and plan for. Uh, Those of us who went to Papua New Guinea. there in Papua New Guinea. We worked long hours and we uh, didn't have the best of sleeping arrangements. Uh, uh, Several of the guys slept in the living room, piled on top of one another and the rest of us slept in the bedroom, piled on top of one another, all except for Brother Harry. He got the bed. But all the rest of us, we were all piled on the floor sleeping and I believe Brother Harry should have had the bed, brother. But uh, anyway, we were all uh, sleeping on the floor. It was uncomfortable sleeping. We were up early. We worked late. Uh, It was a difficult situation, but we knew it was going to be difficult and we planned for the difficulty. Uh, Sometimes there are other things that uh, difficulties you're going to face that you don't expect such as your church. Uh, Taking a group of teens to go on a missions trip and the van being hit by a tractor trailer on the way. But we didn't expect to encounter uh, that difficulty. Uh, Or as we have experienced a couple Sundays ago uh, coming to church to realize that your propane tank is empty and you don't have any heat in the church. Uh, These are difficulties you don't plan on. You know, interesting story for you here. Uh, We had that situation and a few days later my dad called me and we were just talking and he said you know what the oddest thing he said we're on an automatic fill up at the church I'm like no way he's like yeah We went to church last Sunday and we didn't have any heat. I'm like, man, something is going on with these people filling tanks up around here. But uh, anyway, uh, these are difficulties you don't expect. You don't see this coming. Uh, Or we could say a pandemic uh, that affects our entire nation and our entire globe and completely changes uh, everything that we are used to doing uh, as far as church and worship. These are difficulties that we don't see. However, whether the difficulty is expected or not, the result can be discouraging. As your body tires, you'll find yourself losing the ability to cope with the difficulty. Whenever you begin to lose the ability to cope with the difficulty, you'll find yourself becoming discouraged in the ministry. Paul and Barnabas faced the difficulty of a dropout. They faced the the discouragement of difficulties. And now I see that they faced the discouragement in verse... 45 and 50, and also, uh, yeah, verse 45 and 50, I see that they faced the discouragement of opposition. In verse number 45, Paul has preached, and many people are believing on the Lord Jesus. And in verse 45, it says, But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. If you drop down to verse number 50, it says, But the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women and chief men of the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coast. Uh, Barnabas and Paul were doing the work that God had called them to do. They were preaching the gospel. People were believing in Jesus. The Great Commission was being fulfilled. But many people did not see it that way. uh, And because of their perspective, they resisted the work that these men were doing. You know what I find it true? That any time you are serving the Lord, you will receive opposition. Matter of fact, if you don't receive opposition, there's a good chance you're not doing something the way that it ought to be done. If you are serving the Lord, the devil will make sure that you receive opposition. The devil will see to it that there are people who will stand in the way and prevent you from doing what God has called you to do. The opposition can come from those outside the church opposing what the church is doing, but the opposition can also come from those within the church who think that things ought to be done a different way or that they could do it better themselves. But wherever it comes from, when you are serving the Lord, opposition will come, and opposition can be one of the most discouraging things that you can face. You are trying to go forward for the Lord, and you feel that you are being... Opposed. We see here that Paul and Barnabas received opposition so strong that the Bible tells us they were thrown out of the city. They were told to leave. They were told not to come back. They were unable to preach there anymore. When we look at these three potential discouragements. I believe that they can apply to any area of service. You are going to face at some level or other all three of these areas of discouragement. In this passage, Paul and Barnabas faced all of these. But as I read the passage, I find that they continued on. Despite the dropouts, despite the difficulty, despite the opposition, they continued serving the Lord. And how, how did they do this? How did they press through the discouragement? I believe it's because they focused their attention on the reward rather than the opposition. They focused their attention on the encouragements that they could get in serving the Lord rather than dwelling on the discouraging obstacles they had to face. They focused on the good rather than the bad. And while the bad can hinder your progress, the good is what will motivate us to press on. So as we look at the rest of this chapter, I want to look at some of the rewards that can encourage us to keep on serving the Lord Just as I saw three potential discouragers in this passage of Scripture, I also see three encouragements of the ministry, three encouragements uh, that come with serving the Lord. Let's look at these quickly. First, in verses 14 to 41, we see that Paul and Barnabas were willing to endure the difficulties. Because they were willing to endure the difficulties, they were rewarded with opportunities to share the gospel. There in verse 14, 15, and 16, it says, But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch and Pisidia and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. And after the reading of the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent unto them, saying, Ye men and brethren, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, say on. Paul wasn't about to pass up this opportunity. Then Paul stood up. And beckoning with his hand, said, Men of Israel, and ye that fear God, give audience. And then he begins to preach a message to these people concerning the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, as Christians, you and I have been called to share the gospel. We have been given the commission of spreading the good news. uh, And if we are willing to endure some difficulties, uh, we will find that we are presented with opportunities uh, to accomplish what God has called us uh, to do. Uh, Many people who avoid difficulty will complain that they have no opportunity to share the gospel. But the reason is not that there is no one who needs to hear the gospel. The reason is that they are not willing to endure the difficulty to find the opportunity. I used to fish a lot. I don't get to fish near as much as I used to, but I used to go fishing quite a bit. And I would be telling a fishing story. And I would say, boy, we went to the river the other day and, boy, we just tore up some smallmouth bass. I mean, we caught smallmouth bass until we were tired of catching smallmouth bass. I mean, we had a tremendous time you ought to try it they say well where were you fishing well we parked by the railroad track and we carried our john boat down over the mountain and we put in on this spot in the river and we were able to float the river and then it took all four of us to pull it back up out of there but I'm telling you it's some good fishing and they say I'm not interested in that much work I'm not interested uh, in having to carry the John boat down over the mountain. I'm not interested in that. I uh, used to be able to go to Outer Banks and uh, now because John lives in uh, Pensacola, it seems my vacation's always spent in Pensacola and I'm having to learn how to fish those waters now. But it used to be that we'd go to Outer Banks and we'd get down there and you see this fella and he's sitting in a a lawn chair and he's got a drink holder sitting here beside him. He's got his drink in there and he's got his fishing rod in a holder over here and he's laid back and there he sits. And there he sits, and there he sits. And that fishing pole never bobs, it never moves. And myself, I've got a smaller fishing pole, a lightweight fishing pole, and I'm down in the surf about waist deep, and I'm just throwing and reeling and throwing and reeling. And next thing you know, I hook into something, I pour it in, I take it up there and put it in the cooler. I go back out there and I wade and I throw and I reel and I throw and I reel. And I catch a no one, I go put it in the cooler. And I look up there at that guy in the lawn chair and he's just sitting there. Then you get ready to leave and you pick up your cooler and you're leaving and he said, hey boy, how you catch all those fish? It's not that there's no fish in the ocean. He just wasn't willing to endure the difficulty in order to pull the fish out uh, of the ocean. Uh, Paul and Barnabas were willing to put up with the difficulty. They were willing to hike that mountainous trail. They were willing to walk the hundred miles uh, in order to get the opportunity uh, to share the gospel. And because uh, they were willing to put up with the difficulty, they were rewarded with opportunities. Uh, Focusing on the reward can often make the difficulty seem insignificant. I also enjoy going hiking. My brother and I used to hike together a good bit until he married Callie, and seems like the hiking stopped since that happened. I'm hoping we get back to it eventually. Uh, but you go hiking, you come up to the foot of the mountain, and you look up the top of that mountain, and you look at that map, and it shows you the elevation. You're like, whoo-wee. But when you get on top of that mountain, and you turn around and look, and you can see the whole Shenandoah Valley, it makes the difficulty worth it. The reward is worth the labor. And if you focus on the reward, the difficulty seems insignificant. In addition to finding opportunities to share the gospel, Paul and Barnabas were also rewarded when they saw people responding in obedience to the gospel In verse 42 through 44 and then verse 48 and 49, we see this truth here in the Word of God. In Acts 13, verse 42, And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Now when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who speaking to them persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear The Word of God in Acts 13, verse 48, And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the Word of the Lord, and as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. And the Word of the Lord was published throughout all the region. You know, nothing will encourage a Christian like seeing souls come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is nothing more rewarding to a Christian than being able to share the gospel and see someone give their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Brother Danny was talking about it this morning in Sunday school. Boy, I'm telling you what, the thrill of being able to take the word of God and you know that if they will believe this book, if they will put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, that it will change their life, that they will find power and deliverance and freedom and hope and satisfaction like they've never had before and you sit down with the word of God and you explain the plan of salvation and they put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you realize that you are instrumental in setting a sinner free. There is nothing that will thrill the heart of a Christian like that will. Paul and Barnabas may have faced some difficulty. They may have faced some opposition. They may have had people dropping out and quitting on the ministry, but they were rewarded when they seen a whole city come together and say, we want to hear what the Bible says. We want to hear what the truth of the Word of God is. We want to hear it. And they saw people responding in obedience to the gospel. They were rewarded by seeing people come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then in verse number 52, we see that they rejoiced because of the gospel. They rejoiced because of the gospel. It says there in verse number 52, and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. You know, this morning, serving the Lord can be discouraging. There can and there will be times of difficulty in times of opposition. There will be dropouts who leave you to carry on on your own. And if we focus on those discouragements, we'll find ourselves becoming a dropout as well. If we focus on the hardships, uh, we will find ourselves deciding that it is too difficult uh, as well. But instead uh, of focusing on the difficulty, instead of focusing on the discouraging situations, uh, if we keep our focus uh, on the rewards of serving Christ, uh, the rewards will make the difficulty seem uh, insignificant. Uh, And whenever we focus on serving Christ, uh, we will find that the reward far outweighs uh, any struggle that we may face. This morning, let's determine to keep our eyes focused on the encouragements of serving the Lord during this time of the pandemic. I know you have felt it. Boy, I'm telling you what. Just bear my heart here. It's been discouraging as a pastor. Oh, my. It's been discouraging to keep preaching when there was nobody here but the camera. And Pastor Kent making sure that it stayed focused on me. It's discouraging whenever you say, we're going to have church again, and nobody comes back. It's discouraging whenever you want to have Sunday school, but then another wave comes through, and you can't have Sunday school And I know that the Lord's in control of the weather and I don't question what He does, uh, but finally you're able to go again. Finally you're able to start again uh, and then it snows and you can't have church. Uh, I'm telling you, it can be discouraging. It can make you just wonder, why exactly am I doing this? We can all just watch somebody else's live stream. Why are we trying to press on? It can be discouraging. And you know what? I may have quit but I stayed focused on the rewards I stayed focused On the rewards. I stayed focused on this is what God has called me to do. I stayed focused on the fact uh, that God knew uh, that I would be pastoring during the pandemic. Uh, Then, although, since I may not know where it's at, uh, somewhere down on the inside of me, uh, He has prepared me to be able to handle this pandemic. Uh, He has prepared me to be able to pastor through this pandemic. Uh, He wouldn't have put me here if He didn't think I could handle it. Uh, And so, there is something uh, that is to be gained by continuing on for Christ despite the hardships. And so we kept on and we kept on and we kept on. And Boy, I know that we're not through it yet and there's no telling what else the future holds. It seems to still be surprising us every day. But as I look back over the past year, I can see so many areas that God has developed me. I can see so many areas that God has matured me. I can see so many areas that God has helped me because instead of focusing on the discouragements, I stayed focused on the reward and God has carried us through. And it's all worth it. You know what? Whenever you're in the ministry, whenever you're serving the Lord in whatever capacity, you're going to get discouraged. There's going to be misunderstandings. There's going to be people who say things. There's going to be opposition that you didn't expect. But you say, I'm going to focus on the fact that I am not looking for the approval of man. I'm looking for the approval of God. And this is what He called me to and I'm going to keep on, keeping on for God. And I want to say that you will reap great rewards, and you will be able to rejoice because of the gospel. This morning as we come to the close of the message, I want us to ask ourselves, are we dropouts, or are we looking for opportunities? Are we allowing the difficulties to derail us, or are we focused on the reward? Am I opposing or am I obeying the gospel? I'm going to ask each of you to stand there where you are. Miss Debbie's going to make her way to the piano. Miss Debbie plays here in just a moment. I want to ask two things. Christians, this morning I know we've been through some discouraging seasons, but will you determine to stay in the fight? Will you focus on the encouragements rather than the discouragements? Will you remember that we're serving God and not man. And purpose in your heart that you will stay in the fight. This morning I want to say to the unsaved, will you be obedient to the gospel? The whole reason we do what we do, the whole reason we proclaim the Word of God, the whole reason we keep the church doors open is to offer salvation to those that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. This morning, if you've never accepted the Lord as a sa- as your Savior, I want to invite you this morning to come to this altar. Let us take the Word of God and show you how God can give you hope. He can give you deliverance. He can give you freedom. He can guarantee your eternity if you'll simply trust Him. As